listener production. This is Global Truths with Dr. Keith Souter. Join us each week as we break down one issue in global politics so that you can understand what's going on in the world right now and what's likely to happen in the future. Our host, Dr Keith Souter, is one of Australia's leading commentators on global affairs and geopolitics. My name is Sasha Barbagat. I'm a journalist. The thought of child labour is abhorrent to most of us. Kids should be in school and playing with their friends, not working. But an estimated 152 million children across the globe are in work. And with laws stopping child labour being repealed in the US, it's got a lot of people worried. A recent article by Steve Fraser and published on Tom Dispatch called Caution, Children at Work, has delved deeper. And Keith joins me now to discuss the issue. Hi, Keith. Good morning. I guess a lot of us would associate child labour with grainy black and white images. Um, Tell us more, I guess, about the history of children in work. Yeah, so this is a very interesting article because of the way in which it goes through the history of child labour. It's interesting how long it's been on the public agenda, Mm. almost for millennia. If you look back over the history, this is written from an American angle. Originally, you had hard work, long considered by those in the British upper class, to be of use for people who are in the lower orders, who are lazy, layabouts, etc. And in fact, there's an Elizabethan law of the year 1575, provided public money to employ children as a protection against becoming vagabonds and paupers. So it's got a long history, at least half a millennium, of making sure that you keep an eye on on children. In the article, he goes through a number of philosophers who are quite well known for what they've been writing about democracy, like uh, John Locke, Jeremy Bentham, who normally we regard as being fairly liberal, small or liberal, but in fact are actually ones in favour of child labour. And this particularly picked up when the Industrial Revolution got underway in in 1750. Similarly, as it flowed across the Atlantic, where uh, in New England, that's the northeastern part of the United States, you had huge new factories, particularly textile mills, being built, etc. And little girls aged between 6 and 12 were working in those new factories. So the Americans very early on in their Industrial Revolution cottoned on to the British example that you employed children. Mm. And there's an interesting article, the world has given up stealing men from Africa only to kidnap children from Italy. Mm. So this was the complaint that was made about 100 years ago about the way in which migrant children were being recruited specifically to work in the factories. In the article looking at the history of of the sort of the decline of child labour, The real change seems to me to be during the Great Depression when there was a shortage of labouring opportunities generally and so suddenly adults decided that they wanted the jobs that were currently being done by children Mm -hmm. and so adults then started a campaign in favour of stopping child labour, not because they found it abhorrent (laughs) but simply because it robbed them of employment opportunities. And so we see from the 1930s onwards this sort of rise of industrial protection for children in the United States. So one, obviously, was the whole question about adults doing the work currently being done by children. Secondly, the age of compulsory schooling was rising, and so that actually limited the available pool of child labourers because children had to be at school 
rather than in a factory. And overall, thirdly, there was the change in the tenor of the times. So the new labour movement, the trade union movement, was getting underway, coincided with President Franklin Roosevelt's New Deal and the creation of a Fair Labour Standards Act, which put an end to child labour. So that's done in the 1930s. And then, of course, after World War II, suddenly America becomes a wealthy country and it's inconceivable that you have children working because mm. we know that children have got to be in school, etc. for the brave new world that was being created after World War II. But it's interesting in this article that they think that the clock is now going backwards, yeah. the pendulum is swinging backwards, and states are now abolishing some of the legislative protections that they imposed on children, and so it is now possible to recruit children to go to work in factories. And in the article, there are quite a few examples about where this is all occurring. You've got California, Maine, Michigan, Minnesota, New Hampshire. They're also under pressure to change legislation so that children can be employed. And so you've got, again, another change in the dominant paradigm. So we're getting away from where we were in the 1930s to this return back to the advantages of employing children. And obviously because they're cheaper, Mm. they tend to take orders. They're the backbone of the fast food industry. Yeah, you're right. (laughs) I've done my fair share of fast food work. Absolutely. So that's really how it's evolved. So in a sense, the pendulum is now swinging back to where we were in the 19th century. Yeah. So we'd had this period of a few decades of real progress being made to um, ensure that children, at least in the United States, are not being exploited. And, of course, the article makes the point that the return of child labour is simply the latest sign of American decline. So all the way you look around, you know, the declining infrastructure, there's still no universal health care in the United States. And on top of all of that, you've also got the reintroduction of child labour. Why would they be repealing this legislation? Like, you know, I know you explained why children are cheaper and they're easier to order around, but surely there are people going, well, what are we doing? Kids need to be in school, you know? Well, you'd think that, wouldn't you? But that's clearly not the case. Mm. You know, Americans have almost a a, a blindness when it comes to the squalor around them. Mm. I've been following developments in San Francisco, for example, which used to be a wonderful city, but it's now uh, got a point where if you steal goods under $1,000, the police won't try to stop you. Wow. So you've got that baseline Mm. of sort of petty theft, which is now basically protected. The Attorney General introduced that, has now been removed, but it's taken quite a while to try to clean that up. So people quite blatantly are just going around, smashing cars, walking away with, you know, the possessions inside the cars, et cetera, breaking into homes. And I think Americans just take all this in their stride. This is part of living in America. And I think that reintroducing child labour would form that pattern, that this is the way things get done in America, things that would appall somebody coming out of Scandinavia, for example, or even Australia, you know, where we've got a reasonable trade union movement. In the United States, you've got the big corporations blocking the creation of trade unions. Mm. Now, that goes all the way back to the Declaration of Human Rights and that you have the right to organise, and that includes the right to create trade unions. But in the United States, you don't have that automatic right to be able to create trade unions. I, I just find it fascinating that... America, a country that I in many ways respect and admire, can have this blind spot 
when it comes to the exploitation of the working class. Now, the argument that I guess they would make is that while everybody gets an equal go in the United States, some make it, some don't. And so you're being punished. Poverty is a punishment for not being good enough to make it. Mm. That seems to be their dominant attitude because of the the individualism which characterises the American way of doing things. Very different from us here in Australia, like the way that we have universal health care. All Western countries, except for the United States, have universal health care. It's crazy. It is crazy. We have the attitude, obviously, that Australians deserve to have good health care. We just take that as for granted. You know, we take that in like the air we breathe. Mm. We, we don't think it's something special. No. But that's not the attitude in the United States. Yeah, there was a statistic that jumped out at me in this article, which was that there'd been a 37% increase in child labour between 2015 and 2022. What's behind the massive jump? Is it just as simple as corporations want to pay less for yeah. the work that needs to be done? I think it is as simple as that. And I think the ordinary person being disconnected from the consequences of their consumer patterns, just go ahead and buy things that are done cheaply. And that means if it's done, being done cheaply, then obviously some corporation is saving money somewhere, either by offshoring the job or finding a way of employing cheap labour. People just don't think about the consequence of their action. They just go out and buy things because the American economy is very heavily dependent upon the American consumer. In other societies, a lot depends on the level of government expenditure, but that's not the case in the United States. And so you require consumers to go out and spend money. Even if they don't have it, go out and spend it. Borrow against your house, Mm. which is what they were doing in the lead-up to 2008, if you remember, and the global financial crisis. And so people will just go out and consume things and not really worry about the environmental cost or the social cost of their actions. You're listening to Global Truths with Dr Keith Souter and this week we're discussing child labour in the US and why it is on the rise. Now, I think it's important to make the distinction. I mentioned it before. I was 14 when I got my first job, still going to school full-time, a couple of days a week, you know, teenagers going to work and earning their own pocket money. You know, it's not a foreign concept. It's probably a good thing. Teaches them a lot of life lessons. So do these numbers that we're talking about include teenagers who are 15, who are working at Maccas on the weekend? And what's wrong? You know, I don't see anything wrong with that. And I don't either. And I think that people who do go through McDonald's get a very good training and there are good protection laws. It's interesting. We've had a number of scandals, but none of them have affected McDonald's. You know, you've got scandals about a whole convenience store chain, which we won't name, Mm. that was riddled with errors in terms of the payment of staff and how they exploited labour. There have been no allegations, as far as I can tell, of systematic exploitation of people who work at McDonald's. So I've got no problem with the youngsters working at McDonald's Mm. because you were also going to school and you were earning pocket money. That's right. Whereas when you look at the American situation, a lot of Americans actually need their kids to be working because they're becoming the breadwinners. Wow. The adults are themselves unemployed and so the children are helping to keep the family going. You've just had pocket money to afford to go to the cinema and whatever, but these are people who need, in the Americans, they need to have the children earning money mm. so as to help keep the family afloat. I understand as well migrant children are increasingly being exploited. Is that right? That's right, yes. In fact, there's an interesting phrase I've just come across in this article called the new economy of exploitation. Oh, dear. Again, it's not a particularly new idea if you go back to this notion that 
Americans stopped importing people from Africa and now are exploiting the migrants from Europe, mm. particularly the children coming in from Italy, etc. Yeah. So in a sense, we're getting a rerun of that, except they're tending to come in from Central and Southern America to be exploited. This article listed a lot of US companies that currently employ kids under 18. What are some of the biggest brands that are participating in this trend? It's actually easier to try to find which ones are not. I was, I was surprised <laughs> when I saw the, the list that it contained. So this is uh, from an, an article in the New York Times. They've got children help make J. Crew shirts. Mm-hmm. Big uh, brand in the big US. Big brand, yeah. They bake rolls for Walmart, which is the largest department store network in the world. They work producing fruit of the loom, socks, Tyson Foods and Packer Sanitation Services owned by BlackRock, the world's largest asset management firm, are also on this list. So it's really quite dispersed right the way across the big names. Some of these are really, if you're living in America, it would be names that you're certainly very familiar with. What does the article say about the risk to children who are working? Why is this such a problem? Well, one, of obviously, is that simply they're missing out on school. Secondly, they may be vulnerable to industrial accidents. And clearly, it also disrupts their early life in terms of the social impact. So I think there are a number of objections to it. I've got no problem with children working for a few hours each week at McDonald's mm. to earn pocket money. That's fine. There's no problem there. But what is worrying me is that they lose out on schooling because they have to be at a factory working excessively long hours. That, I think, is the real problem. I understand one of the laws as well that they've repealed in some states is the one about dangerous work conditions. I think it was something to do with lifting the age, uh, sorry, lowering Lowering the the age age, that children can work in dangerous situations. I can't even understand it. It just seems so backwards to me. I guess... Are we at risk of seeing this happening in other states? Are other states looking to do this? I think that there may be some other states. Remember, this is not just a red state problem. Your Mm. immediate reaction is to say, well, you can expect that in a situation where they're controlled by the Republican Party. But this is a situation where you've got Democrat states, the blue states, that are also doing this. Whether or not this will flow into the rest of Europe, I doubt it. I think the social network in Europe is sufficiently firm that it will not flow into places like Scandinavia. But there is always a risk of lowering of standards, done very stealthily, very, very quietly. Yeah. That's the worry, for example, I've got with Britain at the moment, having poured out of the European Union, that they will not continue to honour the very high standards that the European Union have got on environmental work and social conditions, etc. And so Britain will end up as the Mexico of Western Europe with very few safeguards. That's the worry I've got. I think more worried about Britain, I think, than mainland Europe. Mm. And it's also a blow for other parts around the world as they thought they were lifting up their citizens. But who knows what could go on, say, in Africa. It's interesting that in China, you're getting more people wanting to get into the middle class and therefore not willing to work in the same factories. The Chinese have got real Mm. labour issues now. Mm -mm. Um, So it's interesting as you get richer, generally speaking, you will, for yourself anyway, want to have higher labour standards. Mm. Before we finish up, I guess I wanted to discuss the author making the point that, you know, America's all too often keen to point out other countries and what they're doing to their citizens and ignoring what's happening in its own backyard. 
you know, is this just another case of hypocrisy for the United States on the world stage? It is. This is the worry, and it gets thrown back at the United States that they are always so hypocritical. They do not pay enough attention to their own weaknesses and their own blind spots. Mm. I think, again, we go back to the American DNA, that they are brought up to believe that they're living in the world's number one country. They're shocked to see that when it comes to healthcare, they are definitely not anywhere. They're not even in the top 15 in terms of the quality of healthcare and the availability of it. And I think that Americans, as long as they think that they are number one, they will not pay enough attention to the blemishes. And to pay attention to the blemishes means that you then become unpatriotic by addressing issues that a lot of people in the dominant... This goes back to the dominant paradigm, that the dominant paradigm is that America is number one, it's a land of opportunity, you get there and you can all become millionaires. Well, some people do, but a lot of other people don't. They end up being exploited. And in terms of the people coming in from Central and Southern America, the, the challenge really now is that we're just at the beginning of this process of the mass movement of peoples. It's a warning that I keep giving. Every time I hear politicians in Australia, for example, you know, the need to stop the boats and all the rest of it, we don't have a, a boat crisis in this country. But, you know, it's, it's, it's useful for political scaremongering, et cetera. But the really big mass movement of peoples will be occurring later in the century as climate change begins to bite. That's right. And people will have to move off their lands before they go underwater. Mm. So we've got some really big issues to address. And I'm sorry that the Americans are going backwards when it comes to child labour. At a time when they really could be a, a beacon to the rest of the world, they're just unfortunately, going back to the 19th century. Yeah, it's really worrying and, you know, it's great that you've brought it up to us. It's something that I wasn't aware of that was happening. So thanks for that, Dr Keith. Thank you. Global Truths is presented by Dr Keith Suda and me, Sasha Barber-Gatt. Audio production by Niall Fernandez. Theme and original music by Matt Nikolic.